This is Boat Crew RPG with The Mall Crawl. One welcome listeners to another one shot from us over at Bold Crew. Today we have a little something in from Call of Cthulhu, something I made up myself, humbly titled The Mall Crawl for your Halloween and other every other day of the year pleasure. So t- with me today, I have two people who are going to be playing uh, hopefully just one character, but they have backups just since there's only two of them. So it'd be a bit boring if, oh, you die an hour in, and now it's just one person. Not that you're not interesting people, but, you know, we're not doing duets here. Not, not, I don't do that. No Props to you. Props to people who can. Props to them. So. Introduce your people. Uh, let's start with Monica. Well, today I'm going to be playing Warren Beecher. He is a 22-year-old waiter, um, originally from Connecticut, but he has big dreams of getting out of his tiny two-bedroom apartment, which he shares with two other people, making some big money and realizing his dream of becoming an actor in L.A., Um, He comes to this mall just not really for the things he can buy or the experience, but he's here for the people. Um, He's just been making too little money for too long, and he's trying to rub elbows with the right crowd to maybe elevate his status, because anyone who knows anything knows that it's not what you know, but who you know. As far as his description... Uh, He's 5'9", age 22. Um, He is black. He has um, like a short fade. He keeps his appearance pretty clean cut. And he's someone who tries to keep, you know, pretty physically fit in case, hey, you never know. There's scouters everywhere. Somebody might just see his handsome face and he could book a job. Yes, and uh, just a little thing. This is, this is the grand opening of the Virtue Plaza Mall. So, yeah, that is definitely the, the right place to schmooze for, oh, hey, rich people. And and for those listening, this mall, this mall well, actually, I won't get into it just yet. Well, I'll get into it when we start. And uh, just give us a little bit about your uh, reserve character, just in case poor Warren decides to, you know, go crazy or die before the one hour mark. Well, um, in that case, uh, I would also be playing Tom Foster, who is a 34 year old pharmacist. Um, He is a very conservative man, kind of the type of guy that lives at home with his parents until he's married and moves out. You know, he's a good boy, nice and quiet. Uh, He's here because He wants to be the responsible man. You know, he's a person who has a lot of responsibility with him and he wants to be the guy that's ready to serve the mall merchant's needs with, you know, Advil, maybe a little clonazepam for anyone having a little bit of a neurotic episode on sales days. Um, A lot of people didn't believe in him. He's not someone that is vain or proud. So as a humble man, a lot of people didn't think he can make it as far as he has, but, you know, He'll show them he is the the new pharmacist at this fantastic mall that's opening up. And uh, he's looking to make big money 
but in a very clean and legal way. Um, he thinks that this mall is going to be uh, just the, the starting point, like the place that's going to bounce him to getting good money to get rid of some of that horrible medical school debt. And um, then who knows, he may be working at some big chains inside the mall as far as pharmacy. Uh, personal description of him, I would say he's about 5'11", a uh, little on the chubbier side. Uh, he's starting to get some balding right around the temple areas, uh, dark hair, light eyes, and just very pleasant, but someone that looks a little bit homely. All right. And now Tillman, who is your primary person. And then after that, tell us who is the person to back up. <laughs> no, that's a neat way to put it. So my primary character is Brandon. How do you say it? Heats or Heights? Uh, yeah, up to you. Okay, he's whatever. Uh, he's 19 years old, and um, during his high school years, he learned that he can get pretty much anything from anyone simply by being huge and by being strong. Uh, I imagine him to be like six foot two. He probably wears a supreme jacket that wasn't his originally. He took it from somewhere or it was given to him voluntarily of course voluntarily um, in big air quotes yeah he has brown hair that he wears in a mullet cut and he has slit eyebrows <laughs> um he has an assortment of jewelry that uh was given to him voluntarily uh, again mm, and he's going to um well check out what's what at this new mall in town check out the places the people um and make sure they know he's boss basically all right i also have as a backup as you put it uh march uh hyatt she's 38 years old and she is a designer um as a designer of course uh she kind of blends into the background unless you know you uh, what you have to look for. Um, I imagine her to be quite short, well-dressed, but not like flashy. Um, probably graying hair at this point in a bun. Mm. And she's going to check out the place as well. Um, not really because she would sell anything there. Like it's way too middle class for that. Uh, but just to get like a vibe for the local art scene. Like sometimes you have to get to these places early and uh, snatch all the talent up before someone else gets it before you. Mm, or maybe just steal a good idea and then be faster uh, to market. So that's her scheme here. Excellent. So we shall begin at the grand opening of the Virtue Plaza. It's a several. It's a it's a biggish building, several about five stories tall, not counting the roof. And you all like go. It's a. I, I, bear with me, people. I am not good at designing architecture, so if I say stuff that doesn't make any sense, just go with it. So you you go in it's you go in through the main entrance, which is you know very nice. The, the uh, first sorry, sorry back up. 
the first the, the outside entrance outside, once you get past the parking lot is like this gorgeous little courtyard area with like very large uh like tile like concrete tiles all over the place and then you go into like the very nice glass and uh you know fancy metal uh entrance way and then you finally head inside and then it shrinks in a bit like the front entrance is a bit more enclosed very dark dark blues and grays very calm colors as you head into it and into like this surprisingly small like foyer area that then there's some stairs that take you up to the to the to the to like a up up a couple of stories and then in the middle then you get to the main in ent- entryway then the main uh, the what's it call it the main central area god i should have i do not understand architecture at all and there you find you know tile floors you know greek columns you know crisscrossing stairs and entranceways above you that cross like the uh the between the floors of the mall you know it's all everything everything you know fancy and at first the thing things 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 seem a bit dull like i said like you see a lot of blues and grays but not like nothing really bright nothing really pops out at you but then, like as you're herded in this big group, you come by a little uh, stand that says, "You know, please don these for the full experience." And you have to, you have to, like, you know, put, like put in a few dollars to put, to like, get put a few dollars into like a little machine, and it pops out a VR headset that you have to put on. They're like goggles, the goggles, like you put them around your eyes, and they hook, strap on over back behind your head. And so, are you gonna, are your characters gonna do that? Or are you gonna stick to the uh, just just using your eyeballs? So Brandon is definitely gonna do that, and I think March is like skeptical, but she's going to indulge <laughs> in it for a little at least. All right. I would say Warren is very interested in it. He's all about you know the bigger the better, the more opulent the better. So when he walks into the mall, he's kind of immediately disappointed. Like it just kind of, you know, the Winn-Dixie Mall in Florida looks more exciting than this until he sees the headset and then he goes, all right, all right, I see this. And he, you know, picks one up, puts it right over his head and just starts looking around. I feel Tom would be a little more wary, you know, even though he's only 34, he's kind of a fuddy-duddy in that regard. You know, he's the kind of guy that prefers it when cell phones ring with a ringtone that sounds like a regular phone rather than a song. So he, you know, looks around and when he doesn't see anything that's really blown up his skirt, that's when he'll pick one of these goggles up and say, well, if that's what the kids want you to do, hey, it's worth a shot. Maybe we'll learn something new. And he gives himself a little pep talk and then he pulls it over his head and tries not to catch, you know, any hair because he's a little sensitive about his alopecia. (laughs) All right. So you put on the, the goggles and then, you know, color immediately bursts into as soon as the goggles turn on, you know, bright, bright greens, pinks, neons, all over the place. Like, you know, where you first saw, you know, dull, you know just cut, you know, dull grays and blues. Now you see bright, vibrant colors of like the different um, company logos and storefronts all over the place. And you see like, you know, you see and and standing in front of you, you see. A woman who is clearly like part of the uh, 
holographic thing, just like, hello, everybody. I am. I will be your tour guide for the grand opening of the Virtue Plaza uh, Mall. My name is Alma, and I will be one of your guides through this journey. And then you see a guy come come out and says, "Hello, everybody. Don't worry. I am actually I am actually flesh and blood. If you just and actually if you do take off the goggles, you see. Yeah, he is flesh and blood. My name's Brian. I will be your actual tour guide, working alongside Alma. He 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 like points." In the slight, just slightly, slightly wrong direction from where Alma is standing in, in your VI goggles, and he's, he says, "Welcome to the Virtue Plaza Mall. We are here to tell you and to show you the brands, the the next step in uh, in your in shopping experience. If you'll just follow me, he go, takes around and points out how." The mall fronts are mostly holographic that you can literally order. Like you can, if you look into the mall, like a store area, like if you look at it with your flesh eyes, you will just see, you know, featureless walls, maybe a few uh, like slots where you know, it looks like looks like a like little uh, roll like roller uh, conveyor belts. That's the word conveyor belts that go in and out of the walls. But when you put them on, then you you see like you know sands, you see aisles of stuff, you see clothing, racks of clothing, all kinds of stuff. He he explains that Brian explains that if you want to order stuff, uh, you can order it via VR and a little rope, and the stuff will be brought up to you on the conveyor belt. And if you want to, there are some service robots that if you want, like say if you gesture to the food court, that will bring out your food with you on little trays. And you know all the glitz and glam. So you know how do you how do you guys respond to all the glitz and glam of the new fancy VR that occasionally just doesn't quite click? There are a few fuzzy spots, but it's nothing. I think Warren would be constantly lifting the goggles, putting them down, lifting them up, and then he finally kind of gets it wonky on his head so he can have one eye kind of peeking at the regular world and one eye peeking into the VR world just to kind of compare and contrast because he does notice that there's a little bit of a discrepancy Like he'll go to reach something in the VR world, but in the real world, it's a little bit more to the left or right. Um, he's very interested in looking at himself, like his hands and his body in the VR world and um, trying to just reach for things. He's testing how a fake stand would feel physically when he's reaching out in VR um, versus his real hand kind of thing. But um, he's testing everything out. He's like a like a big kid. He's immediately thinking of the video game potential that could go into this. Um, and whereas Tom is more lifting the glasses up all the time just to make sure he's not taking a step in the wrong place and falling and fumbling. Uh, he's very eager to see this young lady Alba in VR. And he can only think of the horrible things that people are going to do with this kind of technology in the near future. But um, he's thinking of healthcare, like how wonderful it would be to have a nurse that's just speaking to you through VR and you feel the comfort of a human being taking care of you, even though no one's really there. So he has a more innocent look to the whole thing. Uh, he's very impressed, doesn't know how any of it works. He still, you know, kind of struggles with Wi-Fi sometimes, but he's very impressed by it all. So I think Brandon is like getting bored immediately because he's presented with not one, but two tour guides for entering a mall. Uh, 
he's not really good with authority so he's immediately going to ignore everything that they tell him and trying to like make his way uh, through the mall by himself and explore but the vr thing is certainly really cool um uh he's wondering though how he will be able to play out his like physical uh, attributes in the virtual world usually that doesn't translate that well he's not like a fidgety nerd that plays league of legends um so we'll see about that um and i think uh march is like silently uh scathingly critiquing everything that she sees like oh my god these color choices are like horrendous who worked on this is this programmer's art like this is just awful clearly no design went into this at all um so she's like silently <laughs> indulging whatever people throw at her uh, the tour guides and uh, getting angrier by the minute all right so then you you the uh, you know i'll say for the so i think it's safe to say that uh, brandon is sort of wandering off on his own to like uh, somewhere else when, and the rest, rest of the people are in the, staying with the tour guide mostly is that correct yeah Tom would especially be right next to Brian because he's afraid of getting lost. All right, so there there are like several floors. Like I said, there are several floors. There's the first floor that well, technically it's not really there's the first floor that you're all on. There's second, third, fourth, and fifth. So just real quick, what floor do you think? Like, and they do say like you know they little signs to say what floors are like what's on each floor. So the first floor you see is like a lot of the basic necessities, you know, food, clothing, you know, stuff like that. The second floor, there's more clothing, cosmetics, some uh, sporting and outdoors equipment stuff. Third floor is where the pharmacy is. Another food court. There's an arcade and a and a theater. Fourth floor is jewelry stores, tech stores, a couple of toy stores, and fifth floor it seems is off is off limits to to customers because it seems to be mostly for employees only. So Tom would immediately ask about the fifth floor, mainly mainly because he's afraid of doing something wrong. So at this point, Al- Alma Patterson, the fifth floor is for maintenance and uh, custodial work primarily. This the fifth floor is where we house our servers that enable us to do this amazing VR work. Oh, gee, so that's where the tech stuff is, right? That That's not somewhere I want to be. Customers are not allowed on the fifth floor. It is recommended that you remain along the, in, your, in the designated areas. And he, like, she points up like, a little hologram, like of a, a map of the mall pops up. You, you can see marks here, here, and here are where you are allowed to be. The dark areas are off limits. Okay, okay. So you says the pharmacy was on the third floor with the food court, the arcade, the theater, and that's where I'm sticking mainly, right? I just I just want to make sure if, if there's some sort of, you know, medical emergency is, you know, where are the security guards normally going to be? There are security guards stationed here, here, and here. And if you need medical attention, then you can go to uh, here. And he's kind of 
taking his goggles off for a second to pat himself down for a tiny notepad and the pen. He's, he's big on notes, but then he forgets where he puts the notes. So he's writing everything down like a kid on orientation day or something. And he's like, okay, okay. Security here, food courts are here. Uh, bathrooms are marked on the map and fifth floor is off limits to customers and for employees. But I mean, I guess like the high tech people, not me. I'm just, I'm just the guy that gives the pills and the band-aids, right? I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to distract from the tour. I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Moving on from that. So uh, would Brandon be sticking off in anywhere particular or would he just be sort of wandering around? I think he's going to try to like rush to the very top floor um, and like try to look down on people as they uh, try to maneuver the uh, mall and VR. All right. So he's probably going to pass by the food court. Sorry, what was that? He's probably going to pass by the food court and like grab something to go if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he orders a like little, like a little uh, robot with like wheels, and like it's mostly just like a tray with on wheels. Just comes out. It's like your order. Oh, sick! Nice robot food. That's so cool. Tip, uh, please. <laughs> he immediately tries to like uh, sneak uh, the uh, past without paying. Like he's going to try to like put down some money and then quickly retrieve it before it like closes the uh the hatch or whatever yeah, yeah. it's like eh, sir please insert money is there like an obvious way to cheat the system that i could try uh give me a okay let's roll for it uh let's see, let's see. what do you you could you could try several things like what do you want to try give me uh look at your skills tell me what you want to try uh how do you want to do this uh, I, I guess you could tr- you could you know, try to just hit the thing. You would just like give it a smack, or yeah, could- that seems like exactly what I would do. All right, <laughs> all right. Then I'll just say, give me a just 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 roll just just pure strength. Just roll just pure strength. Okay, that's a forty nine under eighty. All right. So with that, you just smack, and it just goes. Arr. And it just it pauses there for a second, and then it's like, "Thank you, sir. Please come again." And it just trundles off. So Brandon is going to like loudly proclaim that finally it worked, <laughs> so anyone around him doesn't uh, suspect anything. And then he walks off with his food, munching on I don't know what, a pretzel or something. Yeah, pretzel sticks exactly. All right. So yeah. So. Uh... So Brandon would be on the fourth floor after some time, and then everyone else is on the uh, in the main plaza, in the the middle of it. All right, so then Brian's like, thank you, everyone. I'm glad you had a wonderful time on our tour. I hope you had a wonderful time on our tour. And so with, and he lifts off like a brick with a little, it looks like it has a little engraving on it. With this, I can officially announce that the mall is officially completed and open, and he like goes to like the middle like the exact middle of the little plaza area and you see there's like one little brick missing and it, it just slots it in it's like thank you everyone and then next thing you know you hear rumbling you're and next thing you know your heads suddenly all if you're wearing a headset 
give me a sand check because all of a sudden you feel like it, you, you, you feel pain on your forehead. And then you realize, like, as you start looking around, you, your VR headsets have just fused to your heads. Give me a, everyone, give me a sand check for that, please. I did Tom first. And um, <clears throat> his sand is at 50, and <laughs> he did not make it with 85. And then I tried Warren, and he also did not make it with a 78. All right, so if you did not make it, take three sand damage. So Brandon also didn't make it, uh, and March succeeded with a 22 under 60. All right, so if you did succeed, then you just take one damage. Okay. So quick question, was Warren still wearing the VR goggles like half on? Yeah, he had one eye in, one eye out. Uh, Tom had both eyes in. So yeah, so yes, so you know, you're all like temporarily like you know distracted by the searing pain on your foreheads and eyes, and then everyone just sort of like, looks around and you're like you try to like you try to move the goggles around, but you know they, they don't move; they're stuck. And as you feel them, they feel sort of is that a pulse you feel like? Like the material, that's, it doesn't really it has. A, it still feels like you know plasticish, but there's like so, like the texture is slightly changed somewhat. It's still plastic, but it it, it moves somewhat. Mm, Tom, I think because of the extreme headache, he would think that he was just feeling hypersensitive and feeling his own like pulsing headache through the headset. So I don't think he would notice too much. But Warren would immediately feel the texture change and the pulsing. And, you know, his concern is that this thing is malfunctioning and he doesn't want it to sh like short circuit and catch fire on his face. So he's trying really aggressively to tug at the back at the strap. And then he's tugging at the one eye that's still in. And as it, he realizes that it's not coming off, he just starts kind of cursing. And he's like, shit, 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 Brian. Brian, uh, I think we got an issue, man. Uh, this thing's not coming off my head. It feels real tight. Uh, okay. Is there any way to loosen it? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please calm down, calm down. We seem to have experiencing te minor technical difficulties here. I assure you, I just need to. Then he, he, as he is about, as he's saying that, you see behind him, you see the uh, where he put the brick in. It, 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 it seems to like sink into the ground somewhat, and then it's almost like. The ground blinks. You think, like, right? Like, there's a little brick, and then there's a little like cut, like a little circle on the ground in the uh, design, and then it looks like it blinks, and then you see, you see, it looks like a hand just spears through Brian, and he he coughs up blood. And he's, <coughs> and then he just the hand retracts, and he he just falls down limp. How does that look in VR versus real life? So in VR, you definitely see like a long spindly arm reach out and just spear through it. If you look at it with real eyes, it just looks, it's, his chest just explodes out of nowhere. Uh, Tom does not like that. He does not like scary stuff. Um, he hasn't tried to remove the headset yet, but when he sees that bloody scene, he's like, okay, no, this is not family safe entertainment. I don't like this. And he's trying to move, remove the headset. That's when he realizes it's stuck. And Warren, who is seeing it with both eyes and is a little disoriented, he's like, man, what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? 
did everybody see that this guy just blew up? Oh my shit, shit, shit. And he's trying, like now he's kind of squatting on the floor, trying to like rip his headset off his head. And the more he tries, the more he's getting worked up about the fact that he can't get it off. So you, if, if you want to give me a strength chat, you can try to rip it off your head. And just, by the way, you everyone's just, there's a chaos right now. Is that people just go running and screaming in different directions as, you know, the tour guide just died. So there's that happening while you're trying to rip off your headset. I did not make that. All right. So you definitely, you like, you gank on it and you feel, you feel pain as you feel a little bit of skin tear as you try to rip it off. Then you just stop because you you don't want to, you don't want to scalp yourself. Yeah. He's, you know, Warren's panicking. Uh, and he's looking around with his real eyes versus, you know, the, the VR eye. And he sees that people are running around. It's like a full on stampede, absolute hysteria. And he kind of looks at the people he walked in with. He's like, man, fuck this. I'm out. And he just starts trying to run towards the exit. All right. And so as you turn in and running, you're seeing uh, what actually, what Tillman, what are your characters doing? Just so I think Brandon is like very startled. Um, it's not something he uh, expected uh, and can deal with easily. So he's dropping his tray of food like down the hallway and it crashes onto the people on the ground floor. Uh, and he's yelling out like, fuck, what's happening? And he's trying to like punch uh, VR things around him. And uh, obviously it's not working out for him. And I think March is like in denial. She's like, oh, things are getting artsy fartsy. And she's like, oh, someone exploded. That's uh that's interesting. They're trying the shock tactic now. Not sure how they are going to get us to buy anything, but there's probably like a thing where you have to buy a certain amount of products before you can leave. <laughs> oh god. I love her already. So Orin. As you're running towards uh, the entranceway, you, you you make it to the doors, and at first, you know they're locked, but then you know you see some people just you know smash through the glass door, and then they run out into the courtyard, and then you see that what you thought were concrete slabs are actually just like they're a lot more hollow as they open up, and people just drop in, and you hear alarms going off, you know you hear. Shoplifting attempted. Deploying anti-theft security devices. Uh, he comes to a screeching halt, and when he sees people like dropping through the floor, he's like, he's really like shaken up. Like you know, his hands are shaking, and he plasters his back against a wall, looking down under his own feet just to make sure where he's standing is safe. And he's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! This is some Indiana Jones bullshit." how the fuck am I going to get out of here? And he's like looking around trying to see if there's a safe way to go around the tiles. But he, I mean, that's the first thing you see when you come in. It's not like he can leap over them or kind of walk along the edge. It just seems like the floor just sank. And now he's wondering like, what kind of mall puts this level of booby traps? Um, He leans over towards the first tile that sucks somebody in. And he's like very shaking. He goes, hello, hello. Uh, you okay down there? I'm I'm stuck down here. There's some kind of tunnel thing with Bob. I, I'm not a shoplifter. Get me out of here. I want to. Uh, I want to go. I want to leave. All right, man. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, uh. And he takes off like his hoodie, and um, 
holds one hand and like feeds the other side of the hoodie through. Can you grab onto the arm of this? And he's got his whole shoulder down trying to see if the person is superficial enough that can reach the other end of his hoodie. Well, yeah, I think I could make it if I jump and you hear like, what, what, what the hell is, oh my God, get them off me, get them off, get them off. He kind of just like yanks his arm back like the, you know, with the hoodie and he's looking at the hoodie to see if there's like spiders or some other weird shit on there. And he's like screaming back like, what is down there? What do you see? What do you see? You don't hear a voice anymore, but you do hear a little it's like scuttling sounds. Oh, he goes, hell no, hell no, hell no. Oh, oh man, oh man. And he's looking with his, you know, like you said, meat eye. Uh, he's looking through his meat eye around um, to see if there's any security guards that are alerted by the chaos that's going on because he's going to try to reach out to someone who has some sort of maybe gun or authority or who can go to the fifth floor and turn this whole thing off. You do see like there are some people running around. You, you think you see, you do think you see like one guy in a security officer uniform, but you, you clearly see like he is like, he's, it looks like he may be drunk or something. Like he, he got a hit in the head because like, he's, he's not walking straight. He's sort of stumbling and like his arms are kind of waving around. Like he's trying to grab something, but, not quite able to. Okay. He, you know, he's worked at illegal seafood. He knows that people drink on the job. Um, he still approaches a security guard and from a safe distance as he's approaching, he's like, Hey man, Hey man, my man, look up, look up. Hey, Hey, what's going on in this mall? The the floor just, just swallowed people whole. And there's something under the floor. I think somebody just got eaten by, I don't know, rats. Y'all got rats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for attending Plaza, Richard Plaza. We, 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 we hope that you, you, you return. We hope you, you think of us like family. Is there something that Warren can grab, like a, a chair at the food court that he can like throw at him at the security guard? Yeah. He's going to do that. He's going to grab this chair and throw it at him. And see if he's like some sort of Chuck E. Cheese animatronic person. <laughs> uh, I, I don't make how much more for that. You just you throw the chair and it just it, you see it hit him and you see like the guy go oof, and you, you it knocks it, it doesn't really knock him but it makes him stumble, and you see like he, he clearly like falls the ground picks himself back up. It very clearly your know, human movement ish, but it's uncoordinated, and he's like. We hope we hope you you find us as family, uh, mother, family. Uh, m- m- uh, uh, uh. Oh, he yeah, he's definitely flipping out. He's like, oh. And, and oh. As you turn, as you see him turn around. You see like what look your earpiece on the side of his head. It looks like you know, normally you would see like you know part on the ear, but it looks like he doesn't really have an ear anymore. It looks more like he has a hole in the side of his head that seems to go like it, like some like something punched into the side of his head. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Warren just shakes his head like really aggressive. He's like, no, no, no. Don't like that. Don't like that one bit. Nope. Nope. And he's like backing away from the security guard as he doesn't know if that's some human that got zombified or if it's, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic that just has really, really good flesh suit on. But now he's wondering if anybody around him is real. Um, And he keeps trying to take the goggles off and 
Again, the more if you want, tears... you can make another strength check to see if you can tear off the goggles. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I do succeed with uh, 28 under 50. All right. So what you... Yeah, so you, you, you manage to like, you know, loosen it slightly, but it's still like you tear it off and skin comes off with it. Just uh, roll a D, D, uh, D3 just to see how much damage you do take because you, you manage to tear off the uh, headset and uh, do you throw it on the ground? Do you like to hold it in your hand? What do you do with it? Uh, of course, I get a three. Um, I, you know, rip. What part did you say I'm ripping? I, I'm tugging at the, the side on my temple. So, like, if you want to get it off, you have to, like, the whole thing is sort of, like, almost, like, a ch- like a skin, like, where, like, wherever, wherever it comes to cut out the skin, you have to, like, basically tear off that skin. Okay, so it would be, like, right above his ear where he's grabbing and tugging. So he's ripping off skin and hair off of the side of his head to try to get a piece of this headset off. So, yeah, like, now there's, like, you know, there's basically, you, like, partially scalp yourself, essentially, because with a D3 damage. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now he's using the hoodie that he was holding to feed to this person through the floor as a compression on the side of his head, um, trying to stop the bleeding. But he's somewhat strangely comforted by the idea that he can get a piece of it off. Um, And he's examining that piece to see if he can determine what kind of material it is. As you're examining it, you realize it's making a noise. It's like a pathetic screech like a pathetic you know shrill screech like oh hell no he 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 drops that and he like curb stomps the shit out of it and and as you do that you you notice like you know bits of you know know, clearly electronic parts go out but also a little bit a little bit of blood that's not yours comes out of it too like it's different colors more of a green Oh gosh, that is yeah. He's freaked out. Um, I mean, like he's he's watched some old sci-fi movies with his parents. Um, he knows that you know stuff can crawl in your ears and lay eggs in there. And this was too close to his ears for comfort. And now the other side is still, you know, it's elevated because it's the side that has you know his flesh eye, so it's more towards the top of his head because he had it side you know sideways. But he's very uneasy knowing that there's something that's somewhat alive, uh, completely wrapped around one of his eyeballs. But he knows if he rips it off, he's going to be, I mean, there's so much, you know, so many capillaries and veins and arteries around the eye. He can't risk it. So he's he's really freaking out now. Uh, he keeps stepping on the thing until it stops making any noises. Um and then he immediately starts to run upstairs to the fifth floor because that's where he assumes the VR nerds are. All right. And we're going to cut over to uh, Brandon. Yeah. So Brandon was kicking and punching things around him. Um, I'm assuming eventually he had some glass or something that hurt him a little bit and he stopped and he's trying to like orient himself and uh, things are still pretty scary. So I'm assuming he's going to run downstairs again or at least try to find someone who actually like appears human enough okay you uh if you want uh, so i guess you could run down to the uh third floor the pharmacy and run as a tile if that's that's what you guys want to happen yeah pharmacy sounds good people there are like uh professionals yeah tom would (laughs) unfortunately for tom um 
because his headset is still on, um, he's seeing whatever is being fed through VR. He has no idea what's happening in the real world. And he heard people like running around and, you know, like stampeding. And what he's thinking is like Black Friday sale kind of shit. So he doesn't want to get run down. So he moved into the pharmacy area and he's trying to become acquainted with what's going to be basically his, his new home away from home. Um, so he's blissfully unaware that anything's truly wrong. He's just, you know, taking little notes and trying to get adjusted to the shelves and what medications he can see through the headset kind of thing. So to him, he's, he's at work, he's clocked in, he's good to go. And, and the whole th- and the, the headache with the VR, they must just been, you know, VR headaches, you know, it must just been technology stuff, you know? Yeah. He doesn't, you know, it's all that, that blue light stuff. He's, he's not big on technology and he gets migraines often. He just wrote that right off. All right. So then Brandon comes running in. So Brandon runs in and he sees that it was Tom, I believe. Yep. So he sees uh, some guy in front of him who's like rummaging through shelves. So immediately his reaction is like, oh, okay. He's like a thief. Uh, he's cool. We're going to make it out of here. <laughs> But he's going to approach him like threateningly and like grab him by the shoulders and, f- and turn him around like, who are you? What is going on here? Like he's trying to be imposing and uh, get his point across. Uh, Tom gets turned around and like he puts his hands up, but not like he's getting, you know, mugged or anything. He just puts his hands up like, hey, 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 listen, what's with the attitude? What's with the attitude? My name's Tom. I'm I'm the, the pharmacist here. Jeez, jeez, if you need Tylenol or something, you need to calm down. You're not going to come at me with this disrespect. Now, what is it you need, son? I need to know what's going on here. This this thing won't come off. Well, I, I think, and then he kind of like touches the goggles, but not trying to rip them off. He's like, I don't know, you know, I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention during the tour, but I'm, I'm thinking that, when you're ready to leave, there's probably like a bucket or something. Like, you know, in the movies when they got the 3D glasses and stuff, you probably take them off there. And they're, they're probably a little tight on your head because they don't want people losing this expensive equipment, just leaving them on a shelf or throwing them down the garbage disposal on the toilet or something, you know? So it's all right. Why are you panicking? You never wore a headset before? What's the matter with you? No, no. I mean, it's not coming off. And I, I've got a headache now. I, I, can't, I can't perform when I've got a headache. Well, all right. That's all you had to say. I got some Excedrin here over the counter. If you need something stronger, you're going to have to show me a prescription. I can't exactly just be giving you Imitrex over the counter. And as you're talking about this, you you see like you know outside the pharmacy, you see, you see a guy going, ah! and he's you see he's like covered in like uh, you can know what, but it's a little. He's moving too fast to really tell, but he's covered in little small dark blue shapes. He's running by. Tom's got the headset, the headset on. So he looks at the man running, you know, the person running by with these blue things on them. And he kind of taps the, the eyepiece right in the front, like right over his, his iris, like tap, tap, tap. And he's like, Oh, I think mine's malfunctioning or something. Looks like some, some person just walked by covered in blue dots. Is, is that what was that? Pixels? Are those little pixel things? And you know he, he he comes back and you see like your know, bits the, the 
you get a better look at the uh, things as the guy like stumbles back into a frame frame of view, and he it was the blue things they they look like not quite insectoid but almost like cra- like crab ish. So they do see like little pinchers and you know the spiny legs, but you know they don't like they look. They don't really look as flat like crabs. They look more like two, like cylinder. It's just it's really weird to look at them. They, they look so weird. Tom just kind of leans forward as if that's going to help his vision any, and he asks Brandon, "Hey, did did you see that that guy that just ran by? What the heck was that on him? The, the, them little blue things, them crabs? Is this crabs in here?" Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I think that's just like virtual reality stuff. Probably escape from the horror movies. Yeah, I think there's definitely something wrong with these things. But, you know, we can't take them off till we leave. Man, I wish. And then he kind of looks around for assuming like a desk phone by the cash register. Like, you know, I got to call some of the the, the, the tech people, the, the, the guys on the top floor, because if they, geez, if they, if this is happening to me. Imagine a child wearing this headset. They're going to freak right out. All right. Do you, you, you pick you up? Are, oh, sorry. Uh, do you, you like work here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the pharmacist guy. I just told you that. Name's Tom. Do you have like a break room, you know, where you can go smoke and take I, off the headset? Well, I mean, it's my first day. The mall just opened. I, I know about as much as you know. You you saw the orientation guy, Brian, right? And the the fake lady, the fake lady with the, with the cleavage. Uh, Teresa, Alma, whatever the hell her name was. I got the same intro you did, kid. I, I just I just started. What about like a back room where you store things? Well, you know, why don't why don't we explore that together? You know what? It's it's all right. I mean, if somebody, you know, needs something, I'm sure they'll bang on the counter. You know, people are real annoying sometimes, but let's let's have a look. Let's see. And he'll turn around and through the VR headset, start looking to see if he can find a break room or a storage room of some sort. In yeah, the like you, you you got like an employee manual, and you you know like uh, okay, yeah, you got to go go like go here, you know, open this door and enter the code in here. Then they'll take you to like some of the 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 the, you know, the, sta- the faculty uh, sections. Okay, so he'll do that. He'll grab the manual and start reading through it. And he's like, ah, yeah, see, here we go, uh, page fifty two, the break room. Oh man, I got a punch in a code. I got you know damn sausage fingers of mine hang on and he goes you know and he's trying to like put the code up to his glasses and type in the code so he can get access to the break room all right yeah the it opens no problem and you you guys enter into like the hallways that are you know the the less that there's a lot less uh fancy hologram stuff going on in the backs behind the uh in the employee halls yeah, he says, oh, yeah, we're definitely in the back and no bells and whistles back here, huh? Um, and then he tries to, like, tug the headset off and he still sees it stuck to his face. And he's like, no, I guess I guess we got to eat with these things on, too. God, this place is probably filthy as hell and they don't want us to see that. You know how it is, corporate. OK, <laughs> Uh, I, I, again, I, I love that there's this like in, in the background, there's like horrible murders and go, stuff going on. There's two guys just having a calm conversation. It's corporate, we know it. There's, there's corporate hell and then there's actual hell. There's a bit of a difference. Okay, so I'm gonna cut back. So you guys are heading down to the employee break room and you, I'm gonna cut back to 
uh, Warren. So Warren uh, just ripped off part of his skin, um, curb stomped those little, what he's just going to call nanobots for lack of a better term. Um, He thinks he's in like some weird Star Trek kind of hell. He thinks it's probably some sort of promotion for, you know, a new hellish blazer movie that just went wrong. Um, So he's kind of just looking around trying to see if he can find an actual human being since the, aside from ripping off his own skin, what's probably the scariest right now is that he doesn't know who's real and who isn't and to what degree they're real or not real. So um, he's going to run around and I'm going to say he's going to bump into Marge. And the first thing he's going to do is very aggressively grab her by the upper arms and just like squeeze, like to test if she is flesh or I don't know, silicone. So how does Marge react to being you know, squeezed like a like an orange at a supermarket? Sorry, I was zoning out a bit. Um... So yeah, Warren just ran into Marge and he's trying to test if she's human or not. Okay. So she's protesting in like a uh, hush way, like get get off me. What is what is this behavior? Oh God, God, shit, shit, ma'am, sorry, so so sorry, miss. You're real. You're you're like a real human being, right? Yes, of course I'm real. Can't you use your eyes? All the things that aren't real, they have like artifacts and they just look trashy. And as you say, talk about looking at stuff, you notice that Warren has like a chunk of skin missing off his head. What what happened to you there? I tried. I tried. I tried to take off the headset. I tried to head. Listen, listen. You, you, does your headset come off? Can you try to get the headset off? Well, no, I've been dealing with it. Like, I mean, it's it's just a new way of life. Jesus, Karen, ma'am, fuck. And he just kind of paces back and forth. He's like, there's something going on here. People people tried to leave them all and the the, the floor opened up. They they got swallowed in, in like these these booby trap pits and then they got eaten by some some thing. I I don't know. I don't know. And then I tried to yes, take the Yes, 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 yes. It's all very gruesome. All uh, kind of bad taste, but think of the possibilities. Like if someone with actual talent used this technology. He's going to rear back and bitch slap her like really hard. All right. I, I feel like you have to do a, like a, I'll say that's, you take a one point of damage. I'll just say that's enough to you know, put a ring in the ears to Marge. He's, he's going to yell, stupid Stepford wife, bitch. Listen to the fuck is the words that are coming out of my mouth. Look at me. And he points at his mouth and he says, this isn't an act. This isn't a joke. Something's going on in this fucking mall. People are getting fucked up. The security guard had this this earpiece that was going into his brain. This isn't some act. This isn't some performance. This isn't some, I don't know whatever the hell you people want to call it in, in, in the art business. This is real. This is like some, some, some Halloween fright night, but real. We got to get the fuck out of here. And as you say that you both hear suddenly here, like a sounds like static, but it's more, it's like, you know, like bad audio. It's just makes, it's just a squawk of noise and you turn and well, Marge definitely sees clearly like 
a tall, thin, spindly figure. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It has like three legs. It looks. It it moves like one leg goes forward, then the, then the other two swing forward, and it's like sort of like hobbles forward, like you know, one leg, then two, then one leg, then two, and you see like the arms and and like kind of long, spindly, and it has it doesn't really have hands. It almost like look more like just ending spikes. And you see the head, it's again, it, it, it looks vaguely human ish, but like there's like a very big, the mouth is very big. And, and you clearly tell that's where the sound is coming from, the, just the bad squawk sound. And as for uh, Morin, since you only, you, you only have, it, it's a little hard to see just because with your VR, VR goggle eye, you can see it, but with your real eye, it's like it's sort of just a, a, like a just a, a blur in the air, like a little haze in the air. Oh, he does not like that. Uh, hmm. Give me a sand check for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I pass. Okay, with a pass, you only take two. Oh, and remember, if you want, if you if you lose a uh, a fifth of your total sand in one in one hour of game time, then you get like an indefinite. Just uh, so just keep guys keep you keep you. Uh, remind you of that. Okay, so you see that approaching you. What do you guys do? Oh, wait, do I also have to roll 70? Uh, no, you don't have to because you, you're the only okay. thing of the VR stuff. So you, as yeah. far as you know, it's mm-hmm. just a VR thing. Okay. Ta, um, Warren's going to say, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Listen, lady, lady, I know you think that shit's just, you know, pixels and, and, and graphics, but that shit's really here. That shit's really here. There's something here. Oh, shit. And he just starts walking backwards, like keeping his front to the thing at at all times. And he says, lady, if you want to make it to brunch, you better start running. Uh, With these shoes? like, (laughs) I mean, I guess we can stick together. Where do you want to go? I'm trying to get to the fifth floor. We can't. I, I tried using the front. And I told you, we can't do that. We have to go all the way up to the fifth floor and try to get in touch with some of the tech guys. Do you know if there's any other, like, people, like you and me, like, real people in here? I mean, I I will know when I see them. He really wants to smack her again, but he's just, like, so nervous at this point that he, like, snatches her arm and he starts, like, dragging her back. And he's walking backwards. Uh, How fast would you say this creature is walking? It's at first. It's just going like a you know sort of slowish like gait as it just sort of like you know does its weird motion and as it as you back away, it, it looks at you for a second, and you clearly see it, it like looks between the two of you. And it looks looks at Marge, looks back to Tom, looks back to Marge, then finally focuses back on you, Tom, and you just hear another as it just it starts moving towards you. It's it starts moving. It's a bit. It's faster now. Oh, he has some thoughts as to why he was picked. Um, he has watched a lot of scary movies, and he's he's not pleased. Um, so he just lets go of Marge's arm since it seems that the thing is not as interested in her, and he turns around and he just starts booking it like he's looking with his real eye for any escalators or stairs he would trust stairs over escalators at this point okay, yeah there, there's a there's a there's a, a set of stairs leading to the second floor yeah that's where he's going he's going to try to book it up those stairs all right so yeah uh i'll say that you you managed you you managed to outrun it for now i'll give you that for free but 
Marge, as the uh, the the tripod thing goes past, you 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 notice you literally you feel the wind as it rushes past you. Like you literally feel like the air move. Oh yeah, they have like the 4D experience here. <laughs> denial. That, that's how you keep your sanity. Complete and utter denial. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, you just uh, what do you what do you want to go, Marge? To, to after you see the thing, just start slowly, awkwardly trying to just clamber up the stairs after after Warren. What do you decide? To, what do you want to do now, Marge? I mean, his plan, Warren's plan, I mean, doesn't sound half bad. And while she's, like, uh, abrasive, she's not exactly keen on, like, walking around alone because then she can't let other people know how shitty she's feeling with this situation. And obviously she has to let other people know. So you're going to follow after Warren? Like, if there's Warren, the monster, then you... Yeah, she's going to follow after Warren. She's going to start to yell after him. You know, if you were to wear your glasses correctly, you had you would have an easier time telling what's real and what isn't. But he's probably uh, already out of earshot. No, I think it's, I think he can still... He, it, it's like a you know, big open area. There's a lot of you know sounds bouncing off. Very good, very good acoustics. Oh, he'd yell back like, fuck you, Karen, run! All right, and we're going to cut from... <laughs> Cut from the comedy duo to the other comedy duo. Tom is in the break room, um, kind of feeling around. He's 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 still distrustful of the VR because of that discrepancy. So he reaches out to see if there's like a fridge, um, to see if there's any medications like injectables in the fridge. Because even though you're not supposed to, every pharmacist does put the you know injectables in the community fridge. Um, so he's looking through those and saying, yeah, you know, I, it doesn't look like we can take the headset off here, but eh, it's, an, it's, it's a nice place, you know? I, why are you so eager to take this headset off anyway? No, no, I was looking for, I don't know, like an outdoors area, a, a, a smoking balcony or like a emergency fire exit thing. And when I, I, I just say that, you'll see Alma pop up it's a lot, a lot rougher hologram now that you're in the back area. Like, there, it, emergency exits can be. We, what do you think of us as your family? We emergency exits. Shut up! You're like, for real, a fake bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Tom will say, "Hey, that's rude. Let her speak. Let her speak. Hey, ma'am, I got a question. Where's, where's that?" Emergency exits. Emergency exits. Due to, due to unforeseeable circumstances, the only emergency ex- exits available are located at the fifth floor. But you said we're not allowed to go up there. I'm sorry. Uh, only only, uh, only uh, authorized personnel are allowed on the fifth floor. We would, like to, we, we would like to think of you as our family. 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 Great. First day on the job. Now I got to go into the restricted areas. If I get pink slip for this, I'm going to be so mad. Wait, wait, wait. When we are family, that means we are authorized personnel, right? I don't know how to respond to that. Tom just goes, geez, come on. What are you trying to trick the robot? I, I outplayed the computer. Oh, it's yeah. Trying you're... to solve the logic puzzle. Yeah, you're a real whiz. You're a real whiz, you know, putting the, putting the semicolon instead of the dash. We get it, but you know what? If you break her, then how the hell are we going to get out of here? 
we and you see Alma again just says, we want to think of you as a family, mother, family. But I mean, my suggestion was emergency exits. Yeah, and she said you got to go to the fifth floor. What do you think? Is that we're on the third floor? That's where the pharmacy is. We're on the third floor. You think there's going to be just a balcony? You, what makes you think she's right, though? She's like a hologram, and she's not even working right. Like, well, I'm you got a you got a you got a map of this place, and he's and he's looking through his little employee manual. You think that you're going to know more about the layout of this place than the robot? lady thing that is kind of designed into this place like you know more about the architecture there's fucking garbage heap there must be like ventilation shafts or like elevator shafts that have usually some sort of i don't know emergency access tom kind of like pats his belly and he says if you think i'm a fit through a ventilation shaft well i don't know what the hell you ventilating but i don't think so pal that's, in, that's Tom Cruise. That's the movies. That doesn't work in real life. And speaking of ventilation, you both hear like a, 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 a scuttling sound coming from, the, coming from the air vent above you. Ah, see? See? What'd I tell you, smart guy? You want to you wanna mess around with rats? You want to mess around with rats? I ain't going up there. No, I'm going up to the fifth floor. I'm not going to Vermin City. You know, I'm sure the VR headsets are going to put bows on the rats, but they're rats nonetheless. They're filthy. I'm going up to the fifth floor. Oh, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies being back here. And as you hear the scuttling gets louder and louder. Yeah, that makes Tom uneasy. He's like, I think we should get out of this room. I don't know how, yeah. how clean it is. Okay, okay, you won. Fifth floor, and we're going to break some doors. Why are we going to break some doors? You don't know how to use a door handle? It's authorized personnel only, so... I'm assuming we're going to have to break some doors. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure tech guys think that ultimate high-tech stuff, billions of dollars of servers and whatever, they're going to put it behind a wooden door that you're just going to karate chop your way through it. Isn't that right, tough guy? Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> and then you, you hear like the, the, the air vent above you sort of pops down. And then, you, and then, things, then, then things fall on you guys. Fall into the room. Oh, no. He's... he's <laughs> Tom's moving the hell out of that room. He does he does not like rats, vermin, whatever, unsanitary creatures. All right. He's, he's getting out of there. All right. So as soon as they drop in, you're running. Brandon, what are you doing? Yeah, Brandon's also running. Like, he's taking the cue. <laughs> like, when things drop from the ceiling, it's not the best to, like, stick around. And as you, like, glance back to run, as you're running away, you glance back, you see that they are the the same like uh, blue crab things that you saw attacking the other guy earlier, but this time they're clearly like they're not so blue anymore. They seem to have a bit more red to them, and you think one of them is still like nipping away. At, is that a piece of the headset, uh, the VR headset? You, you don't know. Okay, biologically speaking, blood has a very distinct smell. Can we tell, given the volume of reddish blue crabs that what's on them is blood yes human or otherwise yeah and also there's also like some other like you know more of a green color all on them like you know you know like you know, the splashes of green on some of the things okay as soon as brandon comes out uh tom slams that door shut and he makes sure that it clicks shut so that unless you have the passcode you can't get out and he says 
Uh, I don't know what those things look like in the real world, but I know the smell of blood when I smell it. I think, I think, oh, oh, and he kind of turns away and he's like coughing, like, like trying to get control of his gag reflex and says, I think, I I think that was real blood on those things. And as you say that, you notice you look, you hear like a scraping sound and you look down at the door and you see like little, little pincher, like little needle limbs just start poking through the material of the door. Like through it, not under it? Through it, yes. Okay, yeah, no, he's going to tell Brendan. I don't think we should stick around here. Oh, my God. There's a lot of those and not a lot of us. All right, fifth floor, fifth floor. And they're going to turn around and start heading towards the fifth floor. Um, He's going to, Tom's going to haphazardly just reach out for random medications on the wall and, like, stuff them into his lab pockets. Um. He normally keeps like anti-anxiety meds in his pockets for himself, uh, but he's just grabbing anything that he can see and he's stuffing them while running because he doesn't know what he's going to encounter. And if there's a lot of people freaking out in the mall, he's going to need more than his 30 day supply of like clonazepam to keep okay, everybody. So calm. I feel like I want to make, make a roll for this. Uh, I'll, I'll just, let me Okay, I think what I want to do is I'll let you do this for now. And whenever you want to pull something out, if you want something specific to pull out, you have to roll luck to say you have whatever. Yep. You grabbed laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> Probably with my luck. All right. So yeah, you, you have an assortment of chemicals and medicines in your pockets. So you start running away as the swarm behind you start, you know, like, you know, you hear the door start splintering as more and more of the things start, try to claw their way through. And so we're going to cut with that one. Oh, God. I, I, I didn't want to have this in Slasher Flick because I wanted to have the Call of Cthulhu Insanity rules, but now it's, it's turned into Slasher Flick again. I can't get away from it. It's the curse. Okay, so cut back to Marge and Warren. Warren, you've I'll say you're on the second floor. You managed to like you know, hide in like a, ra- a rack of clothing that you know, actually not not you managed to, there's a pile of clothing that people had just thrown 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 on the ground, and you managed to hide from the uh, uh, the tripod man. Do I gleam anything from the tripod man as I'm running, such as? Um... Okay, yeah, I will say that as you're running around, you do notice that at one point. You, you like you have to like jump up, jump jump over a body, and a couple, you notice a couple things. One, there's you hear the same like you know faint screech, you know pathetic screech that you heard when you tore off part of your own headset coming from the headset of the dead body, and two that the dead body there's a couple of the little blue crab things you haven't seen before crawling on it and like picking at the body, and then as you go past it you see the uh, tripod slow down and you know, scoop up some of the uh, little crab things and just like like stiff arm just shove, shove them into its mouth Ooh, okay so the crabs eat the dead body uh the the headset stays on the dead body even post-mortem yeah you see like i said you hear it whining though okay okay and the crabs are not eating the headset just a human body well, no, you see, like, you know, like, like, us, like, like, they're picking at it, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of body and headset to pick from. They're, they're spoiled for choice. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, Mr. Slenderman 
enjoys crab. Okay. So it's not just the mall against us. It's a little bit, you know, more complexity in these weird organisms. Um, So he's watching from this pile of clothes and he's trying to figure out if the the remaining crabs are going to turn against the the tall slender figure for eating their comrades or if they're not acting as a hive if they're acting as individuals yeah like you'll see like when the uh the the point man like he you know, scoops up some some of the things the uh the scuttler scuttling things just like you know they, they scuttle off like like you know like a pack of crabs or uh, insects that scatter hmm, okay i think for safety reasons, he's going to stay in the pile of clothes until the crabs and Slenderman leave because, I mean, they may not be full and may want some of him. All right. Marge, I think do you, the thing that gives you, gives you enough time to come on up to catch up. Uh, I assume so. <laughs> um, so I was behind the tripod thing. And... Yeah, it, like, you know, the, the tripod thing, like, you see it scoop up the things and it like, looks around. And then it you know it's, it's it take it picks up the dead body and then it like shuffles off. In that case, having lost track of Warren, she's gonna look around. Uh, and you, if you, I will say you do see in the just they see like uh, a few stores down. You see like some people like standing near the uh, like a sporting equipment store. Do they appear real to me? Yeah, they they look real. They, you know, people they're standing. Like, you can't. They're, they're a bit too far out to you know. Like they got the backs to you, so you can't really see too much. You know, but you know they're 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 walk, standing among the holographic uh, displays and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna walk towards them because probably Warren has like found new friends and uh, she's going to have to uh, check out what's what with them. All right. So you get so close. she's walking Sorry. briskly and like, hey, hey. You there? They ignore you for they have the backs to you. They ignore you. Hello, can can't you hear me? Like, are you gonna are you like gonna walk up to them or are you just gonna like yes yeah. to keep you just okay? So you walk up to them and you t- they turn around and you see their people like you see like their heads they still got the headsets on but it, like you notice their the headsets seem to like. I can't, you can only really tell like it's harder to tell like the like the line between where the headset ends and their skin begins is like gone like it's you can't like, as far as you can tell it's just a smooth like the the the, the headsets are literally part of their bodies and then you look down and you notice that their limbs like you see like you notice like skins like been removed. And it looks like they've tried to like shove like sporting equipment into like to, to to fix stuff like like a you know like, like a lacrosse net is like trying to re- like they bro- broke a lacrosse net in half and tried to replace a, the bone with the with the a pole or uh you know like a like a helmet like the like someone took the like a like the front the front part of a football helmet and just shoved it in trying to replace their ribs. And you can clearly see, like you know, they they're they're still they're still they're physical, but like they're all messed up and bloody and zombie-ish. So when you say they uh, try to fix things, is it like desperately trying to like cover wounds, or more like they are like meshing objects and flesh or something weird like that? It's more like they're trying to, re- I guess, replace stuff with uh, with items. Like they're trying to replace their ribs 
with other like replace their parts of their body with the equipment. And as soon as, soon as they turn and they see you, one of them just says, "We we family. We like think family." And they try to grab you. Ah, uh, jeez, no. Um, okay, I I see you. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. Give me a, give me a dodge roll for that, please. Yeah, no, that's a seventy-one over sixty. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a very yeah very good dodge. For, but yeah, that's not enough. They grab you and they just they, like they they you feel like their hands you know, clamp onto you, and I feel like this. I think this would. Do you think this would be enough to to pierce through the uh, denial or Nash is gonna. I mean, uh, it it does pierce through the denial, uh, like a little bit. Um... All right, I'll, I'll say this: I'll, <laughs> if you you can pull out, you can you can keep the denial up, but you will make the next sand check like double whatever the whatever the sand loss is, or you can take a sand check, regular sand check now, and just have it be potentially be lower. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know when her personality uh, breaks uh, is the thing. <laughs> Um, well, it's up to you. Like, do you, do you want mm-hmm. want to have the denial deny start breaking now, or do you want to make it keep it up and then have it worse be worse later on? Uh, I'm assuming it like breaks now, and she's like going to actually yell out for help, like uh, because now it's like getting real. Okay, uh, give me a sand check. Okay, do I roll against my uh, current stat? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always always against your current sand. Okay. Then not, I not succeed. your uh, starting sand, the current. Mm-hmm. I succeed with twelve under fifty nine. Not bad. <laughs> okay, so with with the success, that's still, that's still a three, but you know because you you just you got grabbed by you know horrible zombie things. That's that's it's still rough, but it's not temporary insanity rough. Yeah, I think um, it's getting real to her now that like. Things are very messed up here, and they are going to mess up her, and that's that's distressing. Like before, it was like like poor people get messed up uh, or something like that. But so that was oh my god, it could affect me now. Yeah, so she's uh, distressed. <laughs> Can she like evade or are they? No, still they, 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 they you're grappled right now, so they literally have they okay. they like they got their hands on you, so you have to like make a strength. Roll or something, something along those lines to break free of the grasp, and they, they're like, join, fat, and as they 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 try to like you know, start, they're going to start to try to rip you apart, basically. Yeah, she's going to be clawing at their respective uh, VR glasses and trying to like elbow their faces or something like that. And she's like shifting and moving uh, in in the grip to like break free, and I'm going to roll strength, I guess. All right, give me the strength roll, or if you have any any applicable uh, fighting skills, which I don't think you do because you're a I, mean, I haven't checked honestly, but I have a forty three under forty five. Oh, then okay, forty three under forty five. That's just. I'll say you managed to like you, you managed to uh, like claw at the VR thing, and you managed to like scratch the VR goggles themselves, which doesn't which kind of doesn't make much sense because you thought they were plastic, but now they seem more flesh-like now. So you managed to like sc- you get your nails into like a VR one, and you and you like scratch like the eyes of it, and like you managed to, like you see like green blood start oozing from scratches, and like the zombie lets you go as start like starts like. 
the coils and like holds at the uh, VR goggles. That, they, that so, gives you a bit more wiggle room. Yeah, with wiggle room, she's going to try to like kick and fight her way out of like the uh, being surrounded by these. Oh, yeah, so uh, give me another, give me another one, and if you make it, then you're free. Okay. Uh, no, that's a sixty-seven. Okay, so with so the, since they they currently grabbed on you and they and you, you managed to like have a bit you managed like a, like an arm freeze, they can't tear you apart, but they are still like they do some like they're sort of like you know tear like the arm they do have hold of, so that'll do some damage. So let's say, uh, let's say roll a d three and see how much damage they do. That's two. Okay, so yeah, they, they you feel like they 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 squeeze on your arm and that you feel like. It definitely feels like it's go way past bruising. I feel like they start to dig in a little bit, like like punch to the skin a bit in your arm. Ah, God, help! What? Why? Where? Where did you go? I don't even know your name. So Warren, you 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 hear the uh, the Karen screaming for help now. You got me fucked up. If you think I'm going to help that bitch, okay. Hell no! I see how this happens in the movies. I am not going anywhere near her i tried to tell her this was all real she wouldn't listen this is called the consequences of your actions all right so marge back to you so they're gonna you know they're surround the the zombies surround you again and so now there's you know the the, you managed to like the one you managed to sort of half blind is back now and they're grabbing you around so give me another strength check again uh failed again 63 Okay, so this time, I'd say roll a d6, and if you don't, and then give me roll a d6 for damage. Uh, two again. Okay, so you do you're not going not going great, and I'll say if you if you don't manage like you'll get free in the next couple next roll or two, then you then you're dead. Um, give me one more strength roll, and if you manage like that, if you manage to make it, they'll give you a chance to escape. If it doesn't, then you're dead. I'm rolling the same thing over and over again. Basically, it's a 64 now. <laughs> then, then, yeah, that's you. Know, you don't have enough. So, the, the zombies, you know, basically, you know, just start, you know, peeling like the muscles off your body and like take the bones out. And they like you know, see they come over with like bits of equipment and try to like you know, shove, basically, just shove them into your body. Any last words? I'm terrible with last words. You know okay, it's it's, it's it's just mindless screaming as the zombies. He'll kill you. The yeah, neon she's is such to... a terrible palette to choose for a mall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, she's actually going to scream at Warren the whole time, like telling him uh, what an yeah. asshole he is for not helping her. She was always trying to help him out, and uh, <laughs> that's he's how gonna, she goes. Oh man, he's going to spit on your corpse. That's for sure, Warren. I know you don't like her, but still, you, you just heard a woman die screaming your name. Give me a sand check. Uh, I mean, I come guess. on. <laughs> You're right. Um, let's see what I get. Uh, I do not pass. Okay, that's that's a four for now. Okay. Because yeah, that's that's if you manage to live through this, that's definitely something that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I guess you'd feel a little guilty. Okay, now we're going to cut back to uh, Brandon and Tom. You're on the third floor, heading up to the fourth floor. D3. 
do you guys want to? Are you are you making any stops on the way, or are you just going straight to the fourth floor, then up to the fifth? Uh, Tom's going to stop at the food court and see if he can find a knife or something sharp to try and maybe cut the VR headset off his head. Okay, uh, I'll say you, you managed to find like like a there's like a, a a sandwich shop. You managed to find like a bread knife. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not great, but it it can cut stuff. He just wants to see if he can at least slice through some of it. So he's going to grab it and he's going to go for the band on the back of his head and using the serrated tiny part of the bread knife, really aggressively go at it to see if he can cut the band off. Okay. That needs to be some kind of roll, but I don't know what to cut the, you know, because it's, you know, you're trying to cut something behind behind your head. You're doing it a bit blind, unless you want to have, you know, Brandon could cut it, and that would be easier if he did that. Okay. He's going to, you know, try first, and then he doesn't want to accidentally cut his own scalp because he doesn't have a suture kit on him. He doesn't think he grabbed that. So he's going to say, hey, man, uh, here, grab this. See if you can slice the bag of the, the, the thing, the strap. Think you can get it off me? Then I'll do you. Uh. Okay. Just careful. Don't don't like slice my skull off. You know. Try to see if you can like pry under it, and if not, just start slicing the top of it. Like you know, like just putting it through a slice or something. I don't know. Just just make it quick. We gotta keep running. Okay. 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 So uh, I guess um, yeah. yeah for I, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like a Dex thing. Yeah, I'm okay in that. <laughs> Dang it, Kalkahu, why don't you have, you know, more uh, knife work skill? Uh, I have a 77 over 60. So, yeah, you, you, you like try, you, you, I'll say you do cut the strap, but you also, you just like cut, you just like indiscriminately cut the skin too. You're just like sawing at the back of his head. So, like, I'll say that's just the one point of damage, but that isn't, you definitely, you gotta, you got someone, you just sawed into your head slightly. Tom. It's even like, ah, ah, hey, 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 hey. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? You can't tell the difference between a strap and a scalp? Look, it's like it's fused together. It's weird. Sorry, sorry. And the so, yeah, and, and so, yeah, uh, Brand, uh, Brandon, you notice, like, when you cut into the strap, you see, you know, the red blood of, of Tom, but also the strap seems to be bleeding when you cut it. Green blood. It's weird. You're muted. You're muted. Tillman, you're muted. Look at this strap. I mean, I, I mean, look at the knife. It's got like green ooze on it. Tom's gonna grab it, stare at it, and then sniff it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it would smell like. It's smells you tell, bad. You tell me, storyteller. What does metal blood smell like? I must know. Antifreeze. It smells slightly sweet. <laughs> yes. It's, okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's it smells like antifreeze. It's it's a slightly sweet. Uh, so he he smells it and he kind of recognizes it's it's not that it's human blood that was tainted a different color by the glasses. He goes, "Geez, what the hell is that?" And uh, he's gonna take the side of his pinky finger, like so, not the part that has um, all the sensitivity, but the side of his pinky finger, and touch the green stuff to see if it burns or if it just feels yeah, it's, no, it's just green blood. He's gonna you know feel it and then say, I don't know what the hell that is. Oh my god, oh my god. 
that came out of the headset you set? It came out of the strap? Yes, yes, exactly. And I feel like at that point, you both need to give me a sand check for that. And it, it cut weirdly. Like, it, it cut like skin or, I don't It cut like chicken. I passed the sanity check. Oh, yeah, just, just the one for you. Uh, I fail with a 95. Is that, like, especially bad? Or? Yeah, that is, I think that is a critical fail. I think if it's in the top. So, I think I think it's safe to say I'll give you, that's a five for you. You're like, oh, my God, there's, like, the full implication hits you. It gets through your brain. It's like, oh, my God, the headset is alive. The headsets, which also on my head, which are alive, are fused to my head. There's something living that's fused to my head. Oh my god, there's something living on my head. Uh, yeah. So I have um, 42 out of 60 sanity. Left. And I think that's an, I think five in one go is enough for a temporary insanity. Yeah, I'm assuming like I'm going to try to like cut the thing off with the knife that I still hold in my hand, and I'm not very uh, you know coordinated with it. I'm just like panicking. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, definitely you, you get the uh, the. Temporary insanity of you know you have you have to get the thing off of you now. Yeah. Sounds gonna say, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, 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 hey. Stop. No, what no, I, I need to get it. I need to get rid of it. What? It's stuck to your head. If you if you try to give me that, give it. He's like trying to like get the knife back and say, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll try to get it off your head. But I can't do that if you're swarming around. I'm gonna take your frontal lobe off. Calm down. Brandon, like Brandon is not going to give him the knife. Yeah, like give me the a knife is the one thing that is giving him like a sense of security right now. So he's I'd like, say, give me a strength check to see if you can you know, manage. To, Brandon, give me a strength check to see if you can manage. To, like you'll know, shove the tom away and and cut, try to cut off the uh, the headset. That's a fifty nine under eighty because of course I get successes now. Well, yeah, you 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 got you picked the big strong guy for this one, not the uh, designer woman. If they if they've been switched, you might have been better for you, but no. You... So yeah, I'll uh, I'll say give me roll the d three and and then I'll say you managed like you cut off like the uh, headset. Actually, make that a d three plus one. Joaquin's feeling sadistic today. Well, it's a one shot. I got to make sure uh, uh, you don't do some damage to you. Okay, then I have free damage. Okay, so yeah, you're. You're in your panic and your thing. You manage, like you know, it's like you don't really scalp yourself like Warren did earlier. But you know, you're you're not really precise with the knife, so you're there's like cuts. You have little cuts all over your face and head, but you manage to you know peel off the headset and throw. And I guess again, throw it to the ground. Oh, like it's actually off. Yeah, I will say you manage to get the whole headset off. But okay. Again, okay. Like I said, yeah. You're, I'm, you're, I'm like you're all, you're throwing it up, away. Though. I'm throwing it away and the knife too, and I'm like trying to keep it together and look yeah, around you, me. Like I said, the t- temporary insanity. You, 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 you are not going to stop until you had the whole thing off. So yeah, you throw it to the ground, and again, it makes the <laughs> sound as it's just lying there on the ground. Can I stomp on it? Yes, you can. Cool. Stomping is a free action. <laughs> I think Tom's going to look at the thing that just fell off uh, Brandon's head. And as he's stomping on it, he's going to say, wait, 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 wait. We should study it. See if we can figure it out what it is. What it is. is it breathing? It's fucking dead. That's what it is. Oh, 
oh god oh god and you know he's like trying to get his own headset off um but he's as he's doing that he's not pulling too hard because obviously it hurts uh he's asking brandon what does it look like what does it look like without the headset is is there weird stuff happening everywhere is it just in the headset so I think that's the moment where Brandon is like trying to calm himself down a little bit and like take in his surroundings now. Okay, so with that, I'm going to get pinch you a picture and then we're going to take our, our next break. So looking around at the mall, you like look down like at the, at the ground floor. You see a, a small pile of bodies as you see like the, the Slender Men like just take bodies and just dump them down a little pile. But the thing is, Brandon, you cannot see the Slenderman. You just see like you, you basically just see bodies like be just floating in the air and then just being like dumped to the ground. And you do you see like little like like in a circle around it, but like not in the circle. Like there's like like, a, like the because the, the the little blue dots are like around like a, in a ring around the uh, the uh, the bodies. Like they don't they're not on the bodies or anything, but they're like. Almost like, almost like they're being kept at bay by something you can't see. And you see, like, one of the bodies, like, like start twitching and stuff. It's, it's, you see, like, some, like something, like, at the, at the very center of the, uh, the, 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 the plaza area. Like, you see, like, again, it almost looks like the ground blinks. And you see, like, some, like, an oozing thing, like... Like t- like touch one of the bodies and then the body just starts like twitching and like writhing and then it stands up and you just you you think you faintly hear well family ah ma family and then and you think you hear like it sounds like static or something from down below but like you don't know you can't tell where it's coming from and then you you think you see like something. Like like the, the ground like bulges for a second, like where it blinks, like it bulges, like something is like the ground itself is trying to rise up, then it falls back down. Is like as like something was trying to get through but couldn't. I think let's cut back to Tom. I mean, it's not Tom Morin. What are you doing right now with your uh, you know, you you're hiding and you hid in a pile of clothes. You heard a woman die screaming your name for help. What do you do now? I think he's had a quiet moment where he's like in the crouched fetal position under this pile of clothes. And he is not audibly, but in his mind, he's like saying the Lord's prayer. Um, Cause he's just like, he thinks he's not going to get out of here alive. And that's a very scary thought for him. Um, suddenly all these people in his life that he took for granted, his parents, uh, you know, his girlfriend, his roommates, he's, having a moment where he's actively thinking of all the wrong he did to them, how underappreciated uh, he, you know, they were. And he's just making deals with God. Like if you, if you let me get out of this, I'll go to church. If, if you let me get out of this, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll marry Cindy. I'll just, I'll do the right thing. You know um, I'll, I'll try to, I'll quit this pipe dream of being an actor and I'll, you know, go back to school and make my parents proud kind of thing. Um, and then when he's done, with that, he'll kind of take a peek to see if the crabs in Slenderman figure have, have left yet or if they're still there. Because I don't think he can move if he's going to be chased by a swarm of crabs. Yeah, no, you don't see anything in your immediate area. 
And uh, if you do, if you like get up and look around, like you will see, like I described earlier, like you will see, like, you know, there's the, uh, the Slenderman are like bringing the dead bodies to like the center of the, uh, the plaza area. And the crabs are like, they're like, like circled around the bodies. And like, clearly tell like occasionally one of them will sort of dart forward, but like the Slenderman, like, you know, people, you know, hurt them back and occasionally like pop one of them in their mouths. So he, will very cautiously stand out because what floor am I on right now? I started on the- I think we said you're on the second. Yeah, I was on the second floor. Um, So he's going to, while still crouched, kind of walk sideways and put his hands out to the walls. Um, He can't trust what he sees. So he's just using his his naked eye to see around. And he's trying to make his way to the sporting goods store to see if he can find um, like a hunting knife or something he can use to try and get the other half of the headset off his head. And as you're saying, as you approach that, you do see like you know, the pack of zombies there and you see the newest member, you know, standing around. Yeah. He's not going to approach that then. <laughs> um, he like stops, stares at them and then very cautiously starts kind of crawling back the opposite way. Um, and he's going to try to go for the stairs and again, make a run for the fifth floor. Okay. Um, what are you doing that? We're going to cut over to Brandon and Tom. So, oh, Brandon, you've had some. Uh, actually, you know, you, you're you're still a bit bloodied, and you know, you got some cuts all over, all around your head and stuff, and near your eyes. You know, it's kind of hard to see because blood keeps keeps getting into one eye, and you have to keep, squeeze it shut. You, you, you could you could maybe get some medical attention of some kind, perhaps. So I believe um, Tom asked me what I see, right? Yeah, Tom was like still trying to tug at his own headset. So given Brandon's reaction to whatever he saw, he's like, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see without the headset? I'm, I'm trying to take mine off. So Brandon is like holding his head and also like trying to wipe blood and sweat away uh, and whatnot. Um, and he's like, oh, it's it's fucked up, man. It, it looks like the floor is heaving. I I don't know. It, it, I I want to say it's like an earthquake, but uh, more like something is trying to break through there. Something big? What's what do you mean? Something's trying to break through the floor? Like like you really, know, thriller? Really like big. hands and stuff? No, it, it's 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 like heaving. Like you know, when your stomach is bloated. I know what heaving is. All right, I I, I went to med school. And he kind of like looks up and I'm assuming through the VR, he sees the same thing, but he actually sees Slenderman rather than the mist. Okay. Yes. And uh, yeah. He's going to say like, what the heck's he doing with those bodies? It looks like he's not letting the crabs have them. Does he want to eat them? Like what's he doing with them? And and this time, since you have the headsets on, you see like some, like, like an ooze like comes out from the center of the, uh, the plaza area and like it, like the ooze like it's looks it's a deep blue color and you think you can see like bits of like like iridescence pop up and like the folds and stuff and like it goes over and like it oozes over a dead body and then it's sort of like it's like you see like it's it like like it covers the body for a second and then it, then it retracts and then the body like starts twitching back up so tom's going to say oh it looks like he's the the tall guy is making like some sort of offering to the 
to that ooze. And then when the bodies like reanimate, Tom just, just takes a step back and he's like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh, that ain't, that's not right. That's not in the natural order of things. Oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. And he doesn't like that because, you know, now he's, it's one thing to die, but it's another thing to die and be brought back as something other than yourself. So I think Tom is like really aggressively trying to take the headset off now, not caring if he rips out his own skin. Like he just wants to see what Brandon is seeing. Okay. So if, if, if you you could, like you can get Brandon to help you tear it off, but either like if you do like, like, uh, yeah. So how do you want to remove it? Are you like, are you trying to just brute force tear it off? Are you going to like try to be like, like cut it off like how are you how are you doing this exactly he's tugging it off and he knows it's futile but he's still trying and then he says to brandon i need you to like focus man i i I gotta oh oh just just please use the knife use the knife i'm begging you i'll do anything you want whatever the hell you want man just please just get this thing off my head so i can freaking see can you use the knife and cut the strap in the back and leave my damn head intact now that you can see, you got no excuse. Uh, Quinn, the strap in the back is already cut, I believe. It's yeah, just it, fused together, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I can try. I'm not. I'm not an expert. It's not going to be pretty, or uh, it's going to hurt. But if you want to commit, I'm like going to commit. Yeah, get it off me. Get it the hell off me. Okay, hold on to this railing. He's going to grab it real tight and just just start, like, taking a sharp inhale through his teeth, bracing himself for the pain. Brandon's, like, going to yank on the uh, VR headset with, like, his left arm. And with the right, he's, like, trying to cut at the strained connective tissue that has formed between, like, the uh, headset and, and his skin. Okay, so I will let you do this with... Hmm. Okay, so since you're, since Tom is helping you, that definitely gives you some kind of bonus. But what's to roll? Uh, well, if he's just yanking it off, wouldn't that just be straight strength? I thought he said he was cutting it. I, I did. Yeah, I'm going to make like it. a. It was like, you know, to... like get a firm grip with one hand and then cut with the other hand. That's what I heard. Or am I? Yeah, that's my plan. Like I. I want to uh, grab it so like it's clear where I have to cut, and then make like two or three jagged cuts, probably. Okay, so that's that, to me that sounds like a dex, and I'll give you a, a plus ten to your uh, skill for this because because Tom is you know trying to hold still for you. Watch me botch this and kill him. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty good. I have a twenty-four under seventy. Okay, so that is good, yeah. Well, if you if you if you had like a ten, that would have been a, a critical success, but yeah, no, it's not that good. So yeah, I'll say, uh, Tom, roll roll a d three minus one for the damage. Well, I rolled a one minus one is zero. So I'll say, yeah, you managed to uh, like like it's it definitely like your skin feels raw, but it's not bleeding. Like my mama said, I got a thick skull. <laughs> so yeah, you, you man between the two of you, you managed to, like you know peel off the uh, headset, and like again, so like the skin is like definitely you lost a few layers of skin, but like not enough to start bleeding. Okay, I'm gonna grab the headset, and unlike Brandon, I'm not gonna stomp on it. 
I'm going to keep holding it, but um, put it, uh, my palm is wrapped around what would have been the front of the eyepiece. Like I don't, you know, not the part that was connecting against my flesh. And I'm just going to examine it and see what it does now that it's not on my face. It's, it starts making the sound again. Hmm. Okay. And like, it, like you can't really see a mouth, but like you do see like, like near the edges, it, it, like it does, like you see like the little slits, like reverberate or something. It, 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 you don't, it doesn't really look like it's, it's still like, it doesn't really feel like plastic right now. It, it, it feels smoother, but it's still like, it's like, you see bits, you can see bits of plastic. It's like, it's like partly plastic, partly something else, partly flesh. Okay. Yeah. He's um, going to set it down on one of the tables of the food court. Cause he doesn't want to risk it at, you know, accidentally grabbing onto his hand. Maybe it eats hands too. Um, and he's going to watch it and he's going to say, what the fuck is that? What in the hell? What in the hell is that thing? Do you see that? It's moving. Look, it's got little, little, what is that? Little lips on it? What the hell is that? And all the time, it's, it's just continuously making this little whining sound. Uh, I, I, I hate it. Can't, can't you just throw it away? What if we need it? What if, what if, and then he kind of looks back towards the Slender Man thing, and he realizes that it no longer looks like the tall tripod yeah, thing? Yeah, you, you can't see it anymore. It, it, it's like you, you can see like a haze in the in the spot where that you saw it before okay he's gonna say wait a minute wait a minute things look different with that headset on like the big tall guy with the legs you know walking around all slow he he looked way different with the headset on not with the headset off i can barely see him what if something sneaks up on us because we're not wearing this thing what if it refuses to like your hand or something uh he's gonna grab one of the napkins in the uh <laughs> food court there are like bags too if you want okay he's gonna pick it up just with something like that and keep it far away from his face like a foot away from his face but look through it to see if he can still see through it yeah it's awkward but you can do that but you know it's very it's it's a bit like trying to look through binoculars but like at arm's length okay so that's gonna be you can see you can like see like a little pinhole of it but like not clearly yeah, he's just going to throw it on the table and be like, well, that's useless. I thought we could take this thing with us and not have it on our heads, but actually look through them. But damn it, you know, hey, I'd rather have my head than than see whatever the hell that is. Oh, oh, shit, 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 shit. And then he's going to say to Brandon, how the hell are we going to get out of here? The the front, we can't get through because those things are there and the floor is oozing. The only way we can get out is the fifth floor. Like hope that somebody up there knows what's going on. And helipad. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, as you start, start talking, you hear like a sound, like the a, a squawking static start. You hear like on the same floor, but it's just distant. And all the time, the from the headset. Can we tell where the squawking noise is coming from? Away. Helpful. So helpful. Um, I think if you, if, uh, you, if, you, if, you, if you make a listen check, I'll tell you. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. I got a really good ear on me. Um, I got a six out of 20. Okay, I I, I don't think that's a critical just because, like, it says you're But I so hear low. something. Yes, you definitely tell it's... It, 
I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I don't know if you recognize it as the squawk of the Slenderman yet, but you definitely tell it's, it's like, it's like, you know, like on the, is like uh, about like a quarter of a mile away from you, but it okay. is getting closer. Okay. Uh, he's going to say to Brandon, we got to get out of here. Something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it's coming our way. We got to get to the fifth floor. Let's book it. Yeah. Yeah. Are good you, call. Okay. Are you leaving or are you taking the headset with you? I'm going to take it in the bag um, only because I want to see how long it takes for it to die. And all the time. Um, does the screeching seem to decrease as it dies or is it getting louder? It's just steady. Steady. As we run, I'm going to bang it on one of the banisters of the stairs, like really beat the shit out of it. That does make it go quiet for, for, for now. For now. Okay, so I have um, smashed into submission, and I'm going to keep it with me. I just, for the sake of science, I just want to see how long it takes these things to die. Um, and are we running across any bodies, like any just regular old dead bodies? Because I'm going to try to put the headset on the dead body and see what happens. Which question? Uh, I'll say, yeah. I'll say you ma- you managed to uh, find like a security guard who had like a... Uh, a pistol in his hand, and you can clearly tell he blew his own head off at some point. I'm going to try to put my still living goggles on his head and see what happens. Uh, you see, like the headset, that you, like like the straps, like sort of like lash onto the back of the head, and it just like it's like you see, like it settles into the onto the head and just starts. Okay, so he's gonna say to Brandon as as they're running because like once he puts a headset on he tries to catch back up with Brandon he's gonna say uh looks like the headset things is what makes these 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 people into zombies it's a good thing we got them off our heads but I wonder if now that makes us a target for the tall guy I will say I guess remember the security guard had a gun a handgun just remind you oh yeah because you think fighting <laughs> citizen me is gonna grab a handgun Maybe Brandon the freaking criminal would. He's got he's got points in it. Brandon. Do I? I you didn't do. know. Okay. Look, look, look at handgun. Oh, yeah. Some. It's up there. You have a character sheet. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Interesting how these things work sometimes. Uh yeah, handgun sounds cool. Check it for bullets. Check it for bullets. It's it's does it got the stuff in there? <laughs> It's got bullets. Yeah, it's got bullets. <laughs> I'm going to uh, exercise excellent trigger discipline, of course. Look <laughs> really cool and hold it sideways. Tom's going to say, before you shoot, let me know. I want to be standing behind you. Oh, yeah, you better stand behind me. And they're just going to keep running to the fifth floor. All right, I'll say all the survivors you know, meet up at the fifth floor. It's like a, you, know, there's, you meet up at the same uh, locked security door. Okay, Warren is going to be fighting against the security door. And when he sees uh, Brandon and Tom approaching two people without the, the headsets, he's going to say... But clearly you had them at some point because the aforementioned bloody cuts. Yeah, yeah. He's going he's gonna to look at, at Brandon, who has a gun that he could see, and say, Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. How'd you get them things off your head? I'm going to you, Brandon. I, I cut it off. Shit, shit. Listen, have you guys seen what's going on here? 
there, there, I, there was this lady that was with me and she got eaten up by these, man, I don't know. They look like little crab things. And there's this, this tall guy. He just did, he's doing something with the bodies. Do, do you know how to get, does anybody know how to get in here? These doors are locked. Yeah. We saw the crab things that we saw the tall guy. Not sure about the lady, but I mean, I, I'm not sure how many of us are going to make it out. The front, um, we can't use the front door. I the, the first thing, all this crazy shit started happening. I, I made a run for the front door and the, the floor opened up like just this pits of black and people fell through. And I heard like this, the little scratchy sound of those crab things. So I don't think the front door is an option. So we are like at a closed off door, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How sturdy does it look? Uh, it's, you know, like very thick, like, you know, like an inch thick wood, like, you know, like the, like a very, you know, very soft, like, you know, like metal rim on it. So like the locking mechanism and the frame looks pretty considerably sturdy, right? Yeah, it, it, you, like, it, it, you, you, it was, it's sturdy enough that you cannot break it down with just bare hands. So Brandon is going to at least try to like square his shoulder and like, jump into it just to see whether it like flexes at all because if it, it doesn't, doesn't even okay no it's right. like a okay. solid yeah no chance this is like new build and well built i'm not sure tom's gonna he's say going, tom's gonna say oh you mean like the rich people he'll you know hid their rich toys behind a door that you can't just karate chop your way through right that's what a concept what a concept yeah sometimes they're acting stupid and they're forgetting something. He's going to take a look at the lock, like in particular, if it's exposed. Yeah, there is, there is like a, a a lock area. So I have a lockpick skill. Do I have the tools to use it? I'll say yeah, you you have like you know, you can like you know, get like a, a... I take one of my hairpins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or you could just you know go to like a, a like go look around you and just like grab like something metal somewhere like a get. He like... had the knife. Exactly. The yeah. butter knife. Yeah, I mean Red I can knife. tension the lock with the with the knife, but I don't know. I I guess I have some sort of wire on like my uh, keychain. Yeah, yeah, you have like the you know, little tools and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to pick the lock. All right, roll that lock pick. I just realized do we have luck? <laughs> yeah, you have luck. If you want, you could spend luck too. Can I spend luck on this? Yeah, you want. Well, you have to roll first to tell me what the sandwich is looking. Ah, right. That's how luck works. Well, okay. I got a 36 under 70. So you're good. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, you you, you see him like fiddle around and then click and the door opens. Tom's going to say, I remember from the safety training lady that this is where the security guards are going to be. Maybe one of them can help us. And then Warren's going to say, no, man, hell no, hell no. The security guards are part of them. They're like these weird, I don't know, day of the dead people. I don't think we can trust security people. Maybe, maybe these one of them have infected. guns. Well, you got a gun, right? You go first. So Brandon is going to like hold off the gun like he's seen uh, like John Wick do and open the door and like aim down the open door and wait for whatever happens. Yeah, nothing happens at first. It's just quiet. Uh, just a dark hallway illuminated by a couple of red lights, emergency lighting. 
Okay, then he's going to slowly walk in there and he's going to like swiftly turn uh, back and forth to look around. Uh, you see nothing, but I will. All of you give me a listen check to see if you notice something. Uh, Tom did not pass. He got a 94. You've you gone deaf. The, the, the... I had great hearing and now I lost it. Um, Warren. Also does not listen well. He got a 75 over over 50. <laughs> I succeeded, but just barely with a 53 under 56. So you hear like footsteps. You feel it sounds like you hear like footsteps behind you, but like faint footsteps coming from like not not from inside the studio room from behind you, but from out in the mall proper. So Brandon is getting like nervous. He knows people are following him, but he's not sure like who that is so he's got like turning back to see like who's actually behind him and then you like you see you know pat you see like a orton tom standing there behind you and then you look past into the wall proper and you notice you know it seems like the like the zombies are starting to go up the stairs you you two get in uh the the things are coming up to meet us tom runs in warren runs in and warren tries to close the door very quietly behind him and since he technically just picked the lock, he didn't break it. Can I lock the door again? Yes. Warren's going to do that. And he's going to very quickly get back with Tom and Brandon down the hallway. And at this point, uh, Warren, you see in your VR, you notice the Alma pops up. I'm sorry, you're in a restricted, restricted, restricted area. You should not be here. We... We just want you to join mother. We just want you to join mother. 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 And Warren's Warren's gonna tell the other two. The 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 lady, the, the tour guide lady is on the headset telling us we're in a forbidden area. And he's gonna say to the headset, Well, fuck you, lady. We're getting the fuck out of here alive. We're not joining your your creepy Stepford family. We're getting the fuck out of here. And then you see like you see like the to see the hologram woman look directly at you and just say, Mother, coming. We must join her. We must attend her. And he'll say to the others, she's, she's saying that Mother is coming and we must tend to Mother. This is getting really creepy. This is, this is some get out shit. I don't like this. We gotta go. You, the guy with the gun, go. Run. Uh, did the hallway ever clear up for us or what's in this room? Well, oh yeah, so you're in, you're in like a security hallway and at first it, it would, it's just like dull red lighting and you see like, do you see like some light switches on the wall? Do you flip some of them? Are they like obviously light switches or are they like equipment, uh, whatever? Uh, light switches, switches, light switches. Okay, yeah, I'm going to uh, flip one of the light switches. Yeah, the lights turn on, no problem. And so then you see like you see like you know like a you know just a plain beige hallway with like some doors. You see like one room says cameras, another one says uh, you know lighting, another one says uh, the supplies, another one says you know security devices, you know anti theft. All right, like we need a plan. Um, we've got cameras. We can keep maybe a look on what's happening. Oh, uh, sorry, um, one last thing. And also, there you do see like a, and there's like a little uh, map on the wall that says emergency exit, go here. And, you, and like, it shows like you have to go through some hallways. 
stuff. Sorry, oh, forgot about that part. All right, we have an emergency exit. We have cameras to check out what's going on outside. And there is this anti-theft thing. Uh, I believe we should turn that off. Warren is going to look at him like, are you serious? The exit is right there. But Tom is going to say, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, guys. We got to think about this. We got to be smart. These things are smart. Technology is smart. You said that the stuff in the front activated and, and dropped people through the floor. If we can turn that off somehow, then maybe we can just walk out the front door. Just, you know, shoot Slender Man, throw a body at him. I don't know. And then just walk through the doors like we came in. If the floor is the problem, we got to turn the floor off. We don't know if we go through this emergency exit, if there's going to be other anti-theft stuff, and then we're screwed. We came all this way for nothing. Okay, so we're we're good on turn off the anti-theft stuff. Warren says, sheesh, man, come on. The exit's right there. Why are we going to mess around with this stuff? The exit is right there. You know what exit means? Exit means get out. Not these things are coming up here. They're coming up here for a reason. We got to bail. So can I like check out what the uh, emergency exit path actually is? I can't hear you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so like it's the, 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 consult the uh, you know the emergency plan. So it's like you go here, take a left of the hallway here, and right here, then the exit will be down there at the end of the hallway. Is that like back outside? Or, no, no, no. It's uh, like further into like like you're in the hallway. So like they see like the hallway branches off to like different directions. So you have to go like yeah, you're like in the middle of the building. So you have to like go towards the outside, toward the edge. Screw it. I'm I'm still gonna turn off the anti-theft thing. What if the uh, area outside like eats us? Well, you know what? Fine. You want to turn off the anti-theft stuff? Fine. We'll do that. I'm not I'm not gonna split ways and run down the hallway because we all know what happens when you split up. So we'll do everything as a team. We'll just turn the anti-theft stuff off. And then we can get the hell out of here. Yes, yes, perfect. Okay, cool. So I'm going to get to like the door, I believe, that leads to the anti-theft, uh, whatever. All right. Yeah. So you, you know, it's like a, you see, like a, it looks like a one-way, like you see, like a, a window that looks out over the mall, and you see, like you see, like the hordes moving up the stairs in your general direction. They're not at the door yet, but they're getting close. Uh, I'm not sure I'm understanding. I, I thought I was like entering a side room. Yeah, you are, but like in the side room, okay. like there's like a there's like a, a, a window that's facing towards the inside, and there's like a like you know computer computer stuff like you know little like black flashing lights and switches and dials and stuff and uh, computer keyboards. Yeah, I'm I'm not a computer guy, I believe. So I'm go just going to try to look for like a power button and turn the whole thing off. All right. So if if you want, yep. Uh, uh, and the others can join you. Uh, you. Give me a, I'd say intelligence. I mean, there is computer use. I'm not sure if that's yeah, a no, If you have that, if you have that skill. Uh, or if you don't have that, then just make a, a straight intelligence. Yeah, I was going to say, because both my guys have a five in computers. <laughs> There's no way. Okay, so you said straight int. Yeah, and uh, the, the minus a ten though, just because you, you you're not you're just like trying to okay, so you're like you're trying to like you'll just go what's what is what do this you know power symbols look like? You don't you don't know this exact system. So I have a fifty under sixty five. Okay, that's good. That makes okay, it. Okay, so 
uh, Tom did not make it with a 70 over 50. <laughs> and unfortunately, Warren also did not make it. Oh, no, actually, Warren did make it with a uh, 53 under 60. Okay. So Brandon and Warren both like are looking around and you, you clearly see like, you know, there's, you don't see a button, but you do see like some cables that quite clearly are leading to like, you know, power station area. It, you, like, you can clearly see like, you know, it says like, you know, power supplies, like written on labels and stuff. Warren is going to follow the cable to the source and he's going to kind of gesture to the other two. Yeah, it, it, like, like it goes into the wall and stuff. So you can't really... Like unplug it. Okay. Can I tell uh, whether the room next door, there's a room next door, or is it just a wall that goes to nothingness? There is a room next door. Okay. So he's just going to point out to Tom, who's, you know, kind of point, you know, like useless here. Like this cable just goes to the room next door. We would have to go back out, go to the room next door. And then what? Like, I feel we're just wasting time. We should be leaving. These things are going to catch up to us. Uh, Brandon is going to rip at the cables until they break. I say you, you, I'll get you get that for free. You, you're you're a big, strong dude. You can just rip. You can tear. You can rip cables out easily. Okay, so I'm going to rip the cables. All right, let's go. So, so now so, we're yeah. going to try to go back downstairs to the first floor, or go through the main exit, and hope that it's. Well, I'm I'm kind of confused as to where the the zombie crab people are coming through. The, they're at the, they're at the uh, door you you lock picked right now. Oh, they're, okay, so they're at the security the... door. <sighs> okay, perfect. So then, um, Tom is gonna say, "Did we did we get it? Did we turn it all off? Can can we use the exit now?" Yes, emergency exit. Tom's gonna be the the first one that like opens up the emergency exit door to try to get out. All right, so yeah, you hear like the. You, you hear an alarm go off because clearly it was like pretty much the alarm will sound if the door is opened. Only use door in emergencies. And Tom will say, I thought, thought you guys took care of this thing. Why is it making that beeping noise? It's going to tell everybody where the fuck we are. And then he's going to get pushed aside by Warren, who's just going to make a run for it. Like he is not waiting. He is just booking it down whatever corridor this is. And as you start, and as so you open the emergency door and you, you do see like uh like you see like it's, it's like a stairwell opens and it goes down and you see you see like windows with sunlight bursting through like little like not like big enough like you know just decorative windows that you can let light through and they're not big enough to like, squeeze through just like you know about like size of like a like a, your arm length okay uh he's very happy like his he's getting he's tearing up a little because he thinks like man i'm gonna make it um and he just starts like booking it down the stairwell while every couple seconds like peeking over the the banister with both eyes the the free eye and the side with the headset to see if anything's coming up or if he can see anything you can't see anything but you do hear scuttling uh he's gonna turn around and like put his arm out like saying stop 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 and um he's going to whisper the crabs, the crabs. And like, now he's like getting really emotional. So yeah, you, you hear that, but you can't, you can't tell where, what, what direction they're coming from. But I can tell that they're in this stairwell. Yeah. You, like, the sound is, you can hear the sound, but like I said, you can't tell where exactly. You just, you hear them. <sighs> okay. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Uh, I think he would, I mean, there's really nowhere else to go. He's going to keep trying to go down the stairs. But I think uh, Tom, who is behind him, is being a little more cautious. Like he's letting him, he's letting Warren take the lead just to see if something happens to Warren, he can turn around and go back up the stairs. So, yeah, you, uh, as you're running down the stairs, Warren, you, I will say, uh, you, you realize the sound's getting louder. Can I do a listen roll to see if I can determine the source of the sound or at least orient yes. myself? I will allow that. Uh, I got a 70 over 50. Yeah, you hear it, but you, 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 you're like, okay, the, the right of my tail, I gotta just keep running, just keep running. Yeah, he he has no option because obviously up top the zombie security guards are coming in and it's kind of like a linear path to the exit. So he's just going to keep running down. Um, and again, Tom is behind him, but like a full half flight, if not a full flight above him. All right. So Warren, you, you are the first one to notice that at the very bottom, like you know, the first you just you just ordinary concrete, but then you notice that there's you know little holes in the walls around the uh, the the, uh, the the stairwell walls. Okay, um, he's gonna turn around and look at Brandon, and just gesture with his fingers that he should have the gun ready, and he's gonna point at the wall as if like to say, you know, maybe crabs are gonna come out of here. Just be ready to shoot them off by your kind of thing. So he's just doing a lot of gesturing. And now he's, instead of running down the stairs, he's walking a lot more silently and gripping the banister for dear life. And so then distantly you hear, above you, you hear a squawk of static noise. Okay. So mm, he doesn't know what that is, but he knows that when he's hurt it, there's usually bodies involved. So He's going to gesture to Brandon that Brandon should take the lead since he has the gun because now he's going to point up and then point down, like saying there's noises above, noises below. You're the only one that's got a gun. What am I going to do? Shoot everything around me? What are we going to do? Just stand here and get fucked? Okay, you follow, but you need to you need to look around, okay? Uh, Tom's going to pat uh, Brandon on the shoulder and, and say, hey, man, you got a gun. You got a gun. Give me the knife. I wasn't even aware that Brandon still has it, but yeah, <laughs> he uh, pass it, uh, passes it to uh, Warren. Yes. Tom. Um, Tom, fuck. And then Warren's going to look at Tom and be like, the fuck are you going to do with a fucking butter knife? Shit. And like he kind of squats for a second, like puts his face in his hands. Like he's so frustrated. Um, but he stands up and he kind of pushes Tom forward, like, come on, get moving. Um, and and Tom stumbles a little bit into Brandon, who's now taking the lead. Yep, Brandon is taking the lead. All right, so all of you give me a sneak check to see if you can uh or stealth, whatever you have, to see if you can you know get past the hive without the crabs coming in. So I'm spending five luck. Okay. To What's just about make it. Okay. Uh, I, have an, I have an 85 over 80. Okay, five luck. That's okay. You make it. Okay. Oh, this is getting dicey now. Um, so Tom 
does not make it uh, with a 76 over 20. Like there's, there's no way Tom's making it. Uh Um, However, uh, Warren had a 69 over 60 and I will use um, luck 10 points of luck to bring that under. So Warren failed or Tom failed? Tom failed. Okay, so yeah, Tom, you like Tom is like you know trying to slip, walk down quietly, but then he like he steps on a dead crab, dead dead scuttler, and then it just like he slips and he like you know grabs onto hits the uh, railing, which makes a loud clang. Uh, he panics, um, and Warren, you know, kind of like just smacks him over the head, like "What the fuck is wrong with you?" kind of thing, um, and. Warren pushes, like reaches around Tom, kind of pushes Brandon, like to move, 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 because Tom just gave our position away. Um, and Tom is getting really nervous now. Um, he's reaching into his pockets to see if he grabbed anything to defend himself. Um, and he's just like rattling these bottles of pills uh, while Warren like holds like his sides, like his hands against his sides to try to stop him from making more noise. And at this point, this, you guys all get this, you get hear the And I, I mean, like he he whispers to Brand, like Warren whispers to Brandon, we gotta make a run for it. They know we're here. Yes, I know, I know, I know. And uh, Brandon is going to like um, hurriedly sneak. <laughs> okay, give me one more sneak roll, and then uh, I'll say like you, you like that'll, that'll get you guys to the bottom, right, right, right to the door. 51 under 80. Jesus Christ. Tom, um, Tom just gets a 90. Um, But Warren gets a a nine, which is really good. So, yeah, I think, again, Tom is, he's panicking and he's just like, and at one point he like, he feels something drop onto his shoulder and he lets out a scream and it's a like uh, a, a you know like a half eaten uh, headset yeah he would he would definitely scream and try to bat it off and when tom screams warren turns around sees that something has fallen on tom and he's going to like aggressively tap brendan on the shoulder like go 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 we're fucked um leave tom behind kind of thing this is every man for himself okay so yeah you, warren and warren and uh, brandon get to the door well, Tom, you, you you just you freak out for a brief second. You're like ah, ooh, and then you're like you you like, you sort of back up against the wall with the full of holes, and then the crabs come and uh, start you know get behind you. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any roll for that. I'm sorry, you're dead now, Tom. Poor Tom. So Poor yeah, he he's just like ah, and then he just backs up to the wall. There's a, a pause. Then you see like just like t- like tons of little like legs and pictures just like. Pierce through skin from behind, and then like more, like more crabs just cut, like fall, like, come through the holes and just fall on top of him. Yeah, I think Tom would just be screaming, poor guy, trying to claw his own skin off as the crabs eat him. Um, and he just gets completely engulfed, and his crab ridden body just kind of rolls down the stairs as Warren and Brandon are making a run for it. So yeah, Warren and Tom, you you like you make it to like to the door right as you know Tom falls down. You're covered in crabs, and it's like it's like a metal like you know like the you know, with a little push bar op- door opening thing. 
Yeah, as soon as Tom like starts screaming, Bran is gonna make a run for it and like smash into that push bar thing. So yeah, you manage to you, you push it open no problem, and you like burst out into the sunlight. It's a nice day outside. Warren comes tumbling behind him, um, like basically pulling his shirt off his body just to like get make sure there's no crabs on him. And the second he sees the sunlight, he he gasps like he, he can't believe it, and he's like fuck man fuck and he kind of starts weeping um the headset is still on his head yes so he he's trying to tug at it but um he just says fuck it man let's run let's run uh uh, my car's over there my car's over there and he's like trying to see if he can find his car but he's kind of confused because of vr and the real site so yeah you uh, in the the vr eye you see like alma like right in your face is just go back. Mother is here. We must attend to her. He he like very loudly and neurotically screams like, "Man, fuck you, fuck your mom, fuck your mom, fuck all of you! I'm getting the fuck out of here alive." And so yeah, I I, I, I say you two could start running, and you both of you feel the ground start shaking and heaving. So we're headed towards the mall parking lot. Um, I'm trying to like fiddle through my pockets, trying to grab my keys. And as the wall, as the floor starts like shaking and, and kind of moving in like seismic waves, um, we're just get. I just get the feeling that it's going to be one of those things where like, we got to get far enough from this blast radius. Um, and he's just like full on with his keys in his hands, like booking it as, as, if his mom were behind him telling him that he came home too late, like he is just full on full speed trying to get as far away from that mall as possible. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say you make it to your car. You, 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 you managed to find your sparking spot after some, after like some, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's it, what do you call it? The key, uh, the, the car alarm thing after the play the game, like, you know, which car is mine. And so you, you managed to get to it and you're, you managed to both play. just, Jump into the car. And I'll give. Uh, uh, do you have? Neither you have drive. Right? I mean, I have drive, but I'm not good at it. All right. So yeah. Same. Uh, I'll say. Uh, are you both going to the one car? Or are you both going to your own cars? I went into my car. I don't know if Brandon followed me. I'm not sure Brandon has a car. Okay. Like he's really poor. Okay. So. I mean, I am too, but I've got a t- you know like a a Civic to call my own. It has an engine and wheels. Yep. So yeah, you scramble in, and I'll say, give me a, I'll give, say, give me a drive to see if you manage to, you know, get the car moving and point it in the right direction, so you don't see the thing emerge and go crazy from it. No, unfortunately, my drive is twenty, and I rolled a sixty-six or so. So yeah, so yeah, you're still driving, and you're still in the parking lot, you know, getting. You might as well stop the car and get the car moving, but you're still in the parking lot when the the mall starts to collapse. And so it looks like a like a like a wrecking ball went through, and it's just like no, no, no. It's more through? like more like the ground cave, the caved in, and it's falling like a inwards. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, we're we're panicking. So yeah, g- give me a sand check as you all you know, like the dust cloud. It seems, at first it, like you see like the dust cloud start to like envelop, and it gets like sucked in towards the sinkhole. Yeah, I pass my sand check. Uh, do I also need to make one? Yes. But are you blind? Okay. Maybe I close my eyes. 
When that you won't help. You'll, so you'll see th- you'll see it through your eyelids. <laughs> I passed. <though. laughs> so okay. So with uh, with a success, you both take a a D three plus. I'll just say you take you both take four right now for damage as you see something. You see like a see like something like reach up. Like you can't you can't really make out details. If something moves up out from the the sinkhole. And it 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 almost like a film is over it, like a like a like a like a birthing thing. It's like there's a a fleshy film over it, and you almost see like a a figure like burst through it, but then it falls back down beneath the uh, beneath the beneath the beneath the ground. Wow! Well, Warren is just like what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, and he's trying like he's you know he's got stick shifts and this is sister's car so he's like fumbling around with the stick shift trying to put the car in the right gear he's looking through one vr eye one to the real eye is there a difference in the way this looks yes actually in the vr eye you you like i'll just say like in your mind you when you you just know you're for some reason you just know it's you should call that thing mother that's all you know is in your head is when you look at it you just know that's mother He's gonna yell that out to Brandon. The that's that's it. That's the thing. The mother. The mother. The mother. And he's like, he's just like motherfucker, and he just keeps hitting the gas. So yeah, with a I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Just get us out of here. And so with the grinding of gears, you like manage to you know get out of the parking lot and drive away as you know the thing drops back down, and then the, the parking lot just starts to crumble and crack and. Not it doesn't, it doesn't collapse like the uh, mall, but it definitely like upheaves and is destroyed as the thing you know settles back down and you know, you, dri- you drive away as you know you're leaving only just a ruined plot of land in your behind you. My God! And now I have to get this thing surgically removed from my eyeball. And and I'll say uh, uh, as last you pass a sign saying. You know, grand opening of the Virtue Plaza Mall. We, we we hope you think we hope you think of us as part of your family. He probably just rage screams when he sees that sign, and even though he's like booking it, he's like driving as fast as the car will let him. He's just angrily hitting the horn and screaming like "ah!" And you're not sure, but you think the headset is screaming along with you, and that's it. And that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed running this. So thank you all, and hope hope you hope you still listen to us for future future stuff. Goodbye. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.